We are I. Yesterday, I had a gentleman that I quite frequently get in, you know, great conversations with, we get into some heated debates, we get into some, um, some debates where we see eye to eye, you know, we, we talk frequently, often and long. And this is the, I've talked about this routinely on the podcast. um, And I talk about it routinely, you know, in my life of being able to have like actual discourse with somebody, but not discourse that then results in, you know, like, fuck this guy or fuck this woman or like, you know, fuck them. You know, just where you actually, you know, can get into a conversation where you don't actually agree on everything, but you can still respect each other at the end of it. You know, and this is what Rob and I have. And I know this motherfucker is probably going to be listening to this at some point in time and actually even told me not to uh not necessarily to gear today's podcast to the question that he asked me last night but it was more food for thought and so this question that he asked me yesterday was what can we do to be able to fix all of these things that I complain about or that man yeah, complain or maybe just highlight or you know routinely talk about and This all goes back to the simplest of things that are actually quite complex. Like this last weekend, you know, I was in Calgary at a leisure center. And in the guy's bathroom, they replaced the condom machine with a tampon and pad machine. Which I can go down the rabbit hole with that, but I'm just going to leave that that fucking hornet's nest alone for this morning. You know, all the way up to you know, this commission or watching, you know, the politicians in the House of Commons and listening to how there's no actual accountability anymore, and especially at like the highest of levels, you know, and then spinning off like the elite government, you know, officials and, you know, like these elected officials and even the non-elected positions, like all these ministers that are appointed by the prime minister that we didn't even vote you know, for any of these people, they were just, you know, they were delegated this responsibility by the prime minister. And yes, they might've been, you know, voted in as, as an MP, you know, like that, that part I'm a little foggy about, you know, and then we're, we're given the role of a, of a minister in the, in the cabinet. Now, what can we do to fix this? This is the question. Like, what can we do to be able to fix a lot of the you know, disarray in this world, you know, government spending out of control and inflation being at an all time high. 51% of Canadians are struggling to be able to feed their family. In a G7 country, Pierre Pauly have made this point in the House of Commons the other day. Like, we're a G7 country, and 51% of Canadians are struggling to be able to feed their families, and the Trudeau government is raising taxes. And they're still cutting checks to places like the Ukraine. They're still doing this. They're still cutting checks to Canadian citizens. It's not, and it's such a little amount. Like, 
you know, what the average between like 50 bucks and 300 bucks or something along those lines. Well, that does nothing when people spent thousands of more dollars on gas driving to work. Never mind food, never mind all these other things that with the sky high inflation that we have right now, because of all the government spending the last couple of years and shutting down the economy. So what can we do to fix this? I kind of feel like a politician right now, how like I'm asking myself a question, but I'm not really answering it. I'm kind of highlighting some of these frustrations along along the way. Never mind getting into the ethical and moral arguments about how, you know, a lot of these leaders, they, they have no moral and ethical code, it seems like, when they go about their lives or they have this facade of a moral and ethical code. Now, the problem that I see with you know, air quotes problem that I see with fixing this in this system is that when you when you bring in the tools, which like the tools to me are strong ethics, morals, integrity. When you bring these things and when you bring in accountability, first and foremost, like accountability, like your name means something in this community. You have to stand behind your words. You will be persecuted for your words. You can't say something and then turn around and then deny it. Like the Attorney General of Canada, after like two days of the protesters being in Ottawa, Texas, the minister of public safety and says, we should bring in tanks to clear these guys. Like he's talking about bringing in tanks to be able to clear a protest when it was in like the infancy stages. That's his perspective. This is the attorney general saying this to the uh, minister of public safety. And then him saying, well, I actually wasn't acting as a minister. I was acting as a friend because Minister Mendicino is one of my friends, so I was just joking around with him. It's like, no, you should be held to a lot higher standard than that. Then you are talking about bringing in tanks to be able to end this protest and saying that just one would be sufficient and talking about how you have to fast track the Emergencies Act because you're worried that the NDP aren't going to support it and before it goes to the Senate because you know that the Senate is going to turn it down. You are the Attorney General texting this to your friends, your colleagues. You're talking about manipulating the law. You're talking about manipulating Canadian citizens. You are talking about using excessive and extreme force on Canadian citizens on Canadian soil. You are the attorney general saying this and all you are washing it off as that I was frustrated. I was frustrated. I was not acting as a minister. I was not acting as the attorney general. I was acting as a human being and I was frustrated with the situation. It's like, No, you don't get that opportunity. If I say, if I'm selling you a car and I say that this car works perfectly and it doesn't, it's a lemon. And you say to me like, look, you know, you went through all these mechanical inspections. You got this car. You gave me all of these reasons why you gave me this sheet of paper saying this car worked great and it didn't. Like, well, you know, like I was frustrated having it and I needed the money. Like, no, no. That would tarnish your name in the community. People would not trust you. That's what you would be known for is being a shady businessman. So why don't we hold these people to that same regard? And again, what can we do to fix that? Because as soon as you try to be able to offer the tools to be able to fix that, this is the problem. 
is that you get labeled as a far-right extremist, say like Dr. Jordan Peterson, who offers, again, the 12 rules for life and the extensions upon that. But you get labeled as a Trump supporter. You get labeled as an extremist. You get labeled as a Nazi. You get labeled as a white supremacist. And why? Even if you publicly denounce that, and even Jewish people have been labeled as far-right Nazi extremists. This is how insane this is. This is how insane this left-woke movement is that doesn't allow for any accountability. But you see the pendulum starting to swing. And this is where like, I don't think that we actually need to fix anything because so many people are starting to see the hypocrisy. here. So many people are starting to see that the world cannot be run like this. And the pendulum is slowly starting to swing back the other way. A lot of these people in these positions of power that did this are slowly starting to lose their jobs, lose their positions of, of authority. And I hope that it gets to be a point sooner than later that we fast track through all this. I hope that the NDP in Canada can open up their eyes and see that the Attorney General admitted yesterday under oath in front of the commissioner, in front of his peers, that they specifically fast-tracked this uh, Emergencies Act through to manipulate the NDP and to be able to bypass scrutiny through the Senate. I hope that they can see that and they break the coalition government because this would trigger an early election in Canada and this is what we need. This is how we fix it. People opening up their eyes, people just admitting and calling a spade a spade. We don't need anything more than that. I believe that people know I believe that it's lying with inside of people and enough people just don't want to, air quotes, put up a stink. But now people are. And you know why? One of the one of the easiest fundamental tools that we can all bestow upon ourselves and other people in life is talking about it. Don't be one of those people that say, well, I don't want to get involved in politics. Oh, politics are above my pay grade. Oh, I don't know anything about it. It's like, no, motherfucker, you have an opinion. You don't have to know how the political branches run. You don't need to know those intimate details, but you can voice your opinion to the people around you when you see that something is not right. You can say, this doesn't feel right. This doesn't, this doesn't get past the sniff test. There's something not right here. Again, you don't have to break down the intricacies of the law and politics and all this thing. I'm not asking for that. I'm asking that you simply just engage somebody in a conversation about it so that they know that other people talk about these things. I don't like how I was even in this category until you know a few short years ago. And again, this is what I see the benefit of COVID being is that it forced people to look at the policies of these government officials and see that the shit that they're saying and it's inspired people to talk about it. Because it's not right. It's not right that our officials get away with this. And there's not going to be a singular event that course corrects the ship. This is like 30 aircraft carriers all tied together, you know, bow to stern with every cruise ship in the world spanning half the circumference of the world in our oceans. And you try to turn that shit. This is how complex that is. But the one thing is, as one of those ships breaks off and starts to turn on its own, which is takes miles and miles and miles to do, as one of them breaks rank 
And it starts to turn that ship. It starts going in a different direction. This is what we need. Because it slowly starts to turn that tide. It slowly starts to turn the direction of, of the entire convoy. When that one breaks out. And I feel like not only is that one broken out. And that one, I think, integral part of that breaking out is people from traditional media breaking out of that system and going out on their own and invoking their their right to be able to get messages out there. And hopping on these independent media platforms and having huge followings now. That was the start. And then people like you and I talking about this with other people in our networks, people in our lives, whether it be your father or your mother or your sister or your brother or your wife or your husband or your friends or your kids. You talk to them about this. I talk to my kids about politics at their level all the time. And right now, it's simply just saying, you need to vote. You need to understand these are the resources that you need to go for to be able to understand your opinion. Not talking to them about what candidates stand for, anything along those lines, and maybe in minor detail. But just talking to them that I vote. Taking them when I vote. So they know this is something that we do. This is something that we do. This is something that is important. These are the things we have to keep on doing. Too many people just don't care. The one thing is, is you can't, you have no right to bitch and complain about the cost of living. You have no right to be able to bitch about mortgage rates. You have no right to be able to bitch about inflations or gas prices or food prices or anything along those lines. You have no right to bitch about any of that. If you're not even willing to talk about it, why you think those things are wrong. Based on the things that you've heard politicians say, not that they're wrong, that they're high. Based on they're wrong about why you think they're wrong, based on the decisions that have been made. Don't be one of those Monday morning armchair quarterbacks of being like, ah, fuck, you know, I can't believe gas is at $2 a liter. It's like, no, why do you think it's at $2 a liter? Why do you think in BC that our carbon tax is like, 40 something percent and it's going to be higher or it's going to get up to 40 something percent that's not right our taxes in bc on gasoline are extremely high that's why you can go to one province over and you don't even pay as much for gas and we have specific tax to pay for our roadways in metro vancouver that's why you get outside of metro vancouver and gas goes down but I thought we were paying for our roadways and our provincial taxes. But now you need a separate tax on top of those taxes. These are the problems. These are the policies that I'm talking about. Because these things are going to encourage a new generation of people to get into politics. These are going to encourage new conversations around it. And the one thing that we do know about politicians is the only thing they do is they climb on the back of a current narrative. We, the people need to curate that narrative. We, the people, need to talk about it so that they have to jump on that bandwagon. They have no choice because that's the message. And that's all politicians do is jump on the message. We need to talk about it. If you have any kind of inkling inside of you that change is needed, you need to talk about it. It is your duty as a Canadian citizen, it is your duty to the people in your life around you, it is your duty in life 
to be able to talk about it and not just complain about it. Talk about it. Get into a conversation where you may not agree with what you hear back. But that's fine. It is good. But your obligation is to talk about it. So we need to start generating a new narrative because the one thing is, is that all the people that actually want to change this country for the better, most of them just don't talk about it because they don't feel like anything that they say is going to change anything. All the squeaky wheels, all the fucking, you know, annoying voices, the very, 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 very small percentage of the people that want to lead our country down this insane path right now that we're on, that all they want is government handout checks. They don't want to work. They don't want to have any accountability. They want big brother, big government. They want to have oversight in their lives by the government. They just want to wake up and exist laying in bed and complain about their mental health problems. It's like, motherfucker, maybe if you got out and you accomplished something every day, you'd have less shit floating in your mind to worry about. I'll tell you that. So... There's my two cents. There's my rant for the morning. It's 4.56 a.m. right now because I got up at 3.30 this morning with too many things on the brain. So my question of the day is today, outside of the people that you normally talk about things with, are you willing to be able to engage somebody in a conversation about why you think that the wheels have come off the bus? Not talking about the wheels that are already off the bus. Are you willing to be able to talk about the reasons why you think the wheels have come off the bus and get in a healthy conversation with somebody, even if they don't agree with you?